Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. And it's one of our Inspire interviews with Gannon University. And with us uh, is Lisa Goddard McQuirk. She's the Director of Athletics. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having us. You got it. And uh, Cleve Wright, the head women's basketball coach for the Lady Knights. Good to see you, Cleve. Hey, Joel. Thanks. <laughs> All righty. Hey, Lisa, we're a family show. We like to do origin stories. Tell us how you came up. Are you an eerie person? Did you transport in? I transported in. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, transplant. But go ahead. Tell us your story. Um, yeah, I'm originally from near Syracuse, New York. Oh, wow. And, Orangeman. Uh, yes. And... Uh, you know, similar weather pattern up there, so very familiar with Erie. And yeah, no, it's a grudge match for the Golden Snow Globe with Syracuse, <laughs> yes, <I> right? <laughs> Who can beat us? I think Erie was in the lead when I interviewed, and I said, hey, I'm aligning myself with a winner here, you know? So. What sports? Did you play sports up there in Syracuse? Sure did. I actually um, went and played college basketball and college softball. Fantastic. And did you get into coaching? How do you, how do you become a, an athletic director? Because there's a lot of diverse skill set here. Sure. There's no one direct path. Okay. You know, um, I, I started out right after graduating college, um, coaching college sports, okay. um, a variety, um, and, you know, just kind of continued with my coaching career and um, got to the Division One level as a head coach wow. and then transitioned into becoming an athletic director. So my path really isn't as, you know, the traditional, I guess, or what people would perceive, but really have enjoyed it. So uh, so other ADs don't come from coaching? Uh, yeah, no, a lot, of, a lot of ADs do come from coaching. Okay. A lot of people also just kind of progress through the administrative, you know, as a GA and just kind of continuing through. So every path is a little different. And um, I've appreciated my background in coaching because yeah. I think it allows me to connect with our coaches um, on just a bit of a different level as I understand kind of some of the challenges and some of the opportunities that they all have in front of them. Can I just plug in and say, as a coach, I really appreciate it, too. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I have to ask, uh, sure. anybody coming out of SID, out of uh, the communications end of things, that ever become an AD? Sure. Have you seen that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe that's Because those are the kids that I went, uh, went to college with, yeah. you know, the SID kids, right? Yeah, there's plenty. So I, that's, that's what I mean. I don't think there's any one That's super clear interesting. So. All right, I, wanna, I want people to understand the the breadth of what you're dealing with here. How many different teams are being directed by the AD at Gannon? We have 22 sports. So that's, is that almost like 44? Well, it wouldn't be exactly 44 teams, but pretty pretty close. Nope. Um, well, we're breaking that out as men's and women's. So okay. That would be two. So, okay. Yeah, so we have nearly 700 student athletes. Holy moly. That's incredible. And they're all amazing. They really are. Yeah. Just like our coaches, you know, so doing a good job. And um, what's what's the kind of brand that you want to put on Gannon Athletics? What is your imprint that you would you want to kind of inf not enforce, <laughs> but you know, kind of this is this is going to sure. be my this is me my directorship. Yeah, I, I think the word that we use is excellence. That's that's huge to me. Um, you know, it's excellence in everything that we do. Um, you know, it's, it's academics, it's the student-athlete experience, it's athletic, 
it's serving our community. It's all those pieces. Um, we're not sacrificing in one area to rise in another. It's equal, and we give each of those areas equal attention. And I know our coaches really, you know, model that as well. Um, and that's the expectation. And, 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 and Cleve, when you're talking about being in this uh, ecosystem of athletics at the university level, uh, again, um, you know, it could, it could get bogged down into paperwork. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you have a lot – everybody's got requirements of reporting and Title IX, and, and I'm just talking way outside of my knowledge base here. But um, how does – you know, how, how have you seen Lisa bring value to this job? Oh, wow. Uh, um, well, let me just give a little background, uh, just a quick background of my history uh, again. And when I was here the first time, I think I had five different athletic directors. Are you serious? Years. Wow. Because wow. wow. in my Hyde. era, it was like just Bud Elwell. He was there the right. whole time. Well, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. a legend, of course. Yes, yeah. you know. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so now I'm counting interim, too. So we had five different ones. So coming back and having Lisa, uh, seeing what Lisa did while I wasn't here, and uh, everything she's had established and now going and being in my my third year it, it's just fantastic to have somebody who just absolutely um wants the best and ev for every sport mm -hmm. to, uh, tries to treat everybody with uh great respect and and uh, no matter what sport they're teaching she or, or coaching she just you know really cares for them and wants to give them every resource everything to to be able to do their job and that's really just really cool to see and um, I think um, that viewpoint that she has, I think our coaches have a lot of respect for that. You know, I come back, and I don't know if I've shared this with Lisa, but <laughs> I come back, and there's a lot of the same coaches. I mean, not yeah. everybody, but, you know, of course, there's new ones, and, of course, there's new sports that weren't even mm -hmm. here when I was here before. Sure. And so, but even when you talk to the older coaches that were here before and the respect that they have for Lisa and what she's done, um, it just – to me, it, it, it immediately gave me an immediate respect because I know those coaches. I've, I knew them the whole time I was here before and had great respect for them and the way, just the way they speak about her. And I think that's um, that's important. I don't know. I don't know. She she doesn't necessarily. I mean, you know, you don't want you know, that's not necessarily something you want. Yeah. You know, but you because you really want their respect. You don't necessarily care if they like you or not. It's kind of like coaching. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you need to have respect. It's nice if they like you. But um, <laughs> but I think. I think for Lisa, just the, her whole approach uh, mm -hmm. to, like she said, excellence and that level, I think as all as coaches, that's something we want to strive for. And, and she is our coach. She's our head coach of the athletic yeah, department. It makes a lot of sense. Weigh in on the impact of being a diocesan university and, you know, the, the core values of the university that, that come from Scripture. I mean, the Scripture is written right on, you know, right on the uh, on eighth and, and peach there. How does that play in to how you approach athletes who, I mean, these are, some of them are pretty fragile 20-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to make their way through life. Sure. I think, you know, one of the key pieces that I really appreciate about Gannon is that servant heart. You know, giving back, you know, making mm -hmm. an impact on the community. You know, our student athletes are doing great things. Um, a lot of people in the community look up to them, um, especially, you know, some of the younger adults um, and you know just knowing that they have that impact they have that power they have they have the ability to um, leave leave things better than you know before and we really try to instill that and I know Cleve has done a tremendous job with his team and you know modeling that as well as our other coaches they mm -hmm. really understand that that's you know equally as important 
um, you know, we do a lot with Make-A-Wish as yeah, well. And yeah. I believe it's either our fourth or fifth year, I think, that we've done a wish reveal or have been, you know, allocated a wish reveal, you know, and it's our students being able to give back, raise $10,000 to to do that. And just knowing that, um, you know, as I said, they can make an impact on our community. And I've really appreciated how they've really embraced that and really go above and beyond. Cleaver, weigh in on this. I'm thinking of the, the agency that comes mm -hmm. to the student athlete from the context, uh, uh, you know, at this kind of university. Mm -hmm. It, what I think, I love that you brought up the scripture, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Romans 12 to be, you know, transport, be trans, the transformation, transformation of your mind. mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think certainly as a coach and uh, my student athletes, I want them to be, um, uh, to not be the same person when they graduate that they were when they arrived. And and I love how our president and Lisa and our, our leadership there again and has have really um, uh, focused on that. Transformation is a big word. I mean, you look at colleges when you really become, you're away from home, this is your chance to figure out who you are. You've been living with your parents and you're kind of mirroring that, but then when you step away from your parents, what do you, what do you want to happen there? And so I think, uh, you know, when I look again and I see a lot of people who really care about not just the coaches and not just our leadership, but I, I talk to professors all the time and, and mm. that's what, I, I mean, I hate to say it, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to... Uh, to diss any other place, but Gannon is an unbelievable place to work. <laughs> it just really, really is uh, because you, and it's not because, you know, we like to have nice buildings and obviously we're going to talk about that a little bit, yeah. but, <laughs> but what makes Gannon is the people. Yes. It really is the people, the heart of the people, the heart that they want to, uh, to invest in these young people to help transform them into what their desire of what they want to be next in life. Amazing. Well, let's let's talk about that. Um, you, you know, the, I I was around when the Audi became the <laughs> Hammer Mill Center. I'm aging myself, and so uh, now we have a new name. It's the Highmarks Event Center. So talk about that, Lisa. So exciting. You know, um, the opportunity to partner with Highmark and to be able to transform. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, just like leaves it, transform a space that best, you know, meets the needs of our student athletes, our coaches, you know, the community, um, while also preserving that rich history, because I really believe it's important to know where, you know, you came it's from. It's kind of a classic field house feel yeah. in the middle of downtown, you know what I mean? This is... It's awesome. I mean, I mean location, location, location. If, if, the, if those walls could speak, <laughs> yeah. right? Think right. about it. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to, you know, the process as we, you know, design that to really honor that rich history, you know, and that foundation while also transforming it so that we're providing the best experience for, for Do you have artists. a bucket list, things that you want to see happen? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, oh. like, can we, can we oh, share sure. a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cleve and I were just talking <laughs> Wait, about I mean, this today. I mean, you know, I've, I've <laughs> sat on the bleachers. You know, sure. I, I could imagine that there could be more fun experience. Sure. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay. Um, you know, obviously the locker rooms, okay. um, you know, coaches' offices, 
offices, you know, the lobby, you know, we want to preserve that feel that you, you spoke of, you yeah. know, because it is, I mean, the acoustics are great in there. It provides an electric atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, those are just some of the things, you know, we got to leave a little bit. You know, sure. Today. Right. But yeah, that's, you know, those main focus where, areas. Where, are you thinking about building onto the, the auditorium or not at this time. All right. So you're but just going to be able to retrofit and re, uh, re, re yeah. renovate. Okay. Yeah. I think right now, you know, we're, we haven't gotten to that design process. Okay, we have gotcha. some concepts, but we'll kind of know more as that continues and progresses through exactly, you know, the details, mm -hmm. I guess, of what that will look like if that will be required or so we'll see. I'm just thinking of very, very tall people trying to fit into spaces like your office and your anti-office. I mean, there's not a lot of room up there, and I'm, you know, and I'm sure I'm not sure the men's basketball side has that much room either. Not much, not much. <laughs> so, but you know, in locker rooms, they sure. definitely need to be upgraded every every yeah. so often, right? So, well, congratulations, yeah, and congratulations to Highmark for the opportunity to putting their name on. Really, it's an icon mm -hmm. of Erie. The old auditorium, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated what they were saying. So yes. Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, I'm an old guy, so I just remember these games. You know, Gannon versus Cheney State. You know, men's basketball. Just like just this incredible yeah. vibe. And yes. back in the day, you know, my era, you know, Gannon got a bid for for D two District Ten on on or Division. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, NCAA. Uh, they always got a bid because they could. They knew they could sell tickets, and the NCAA wanted the ticket money. And, and let's not forget, in Bud Elwell, they played home games almost every all <laughs> that's, that's it. He would yeah. get them to come play. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. The you know, and of course, uh, you trickle that down to high school games at, at the auditorium with uh, you know Kobe Bryant playing the, that that famous prep uh, state championship team, and yeah. they had to double team him the entire time. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, again, talk about a rich history for yeah. that facility, right? Well, congratulations on that. And and this is all being funded by the uh, the, the the current campaign, correct? Correct. correct. All right. So you know, we want to make sure that alumni are focused in on that and making sure that they do their part uh, to move Gannon forward in the next 100 years. So we want to know, you know, uh, you know how winter sports are doing here because it's something that we're interested in. So. Um, uh, Cleve, you are two games away from the end of the regular season for right. the Lady Knights. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, how are you sitting in the PSAC right now? Uh, right now it's uh, uh, Seton Hill. We're tied with Seton Hill um, in number of wins, and Cal PA had to go on a pause early in the semester, early in this semester in January, so they're a few games behind. So, like, we only have we, – we play Saturday and then we play the following Saturday, whereas – Cal PA, for example, is playing this Saturday, then Monday, then Wednesday, then playing oh this on Saturday. My. Seton Hill is playing. They may be one game less than us, so they're playing Saturday, Monday, and then the following Saturday. So, But we're tied in wins with that. Did you have a pause yourselves? Did we you deal did with any of that? We did not have a pause. I don't think so. Not a pause at all. We had to deal with some other people's pauses, but we did yes. not. We, we did play a game or two very limited uh, players. Okay. Um, I know our first Mercyhurst game at home was limited players, and I think uh, our next game, and I'm trying to remember what it was, where it was, but we had Seen limited Hill. players there too. 
I would think, Lisa, that the aggressive testing regimen that the university took on had to be helpful in athletics. Absolutely. I mean, even last year when we were able to play and move forward, I mean, that was instrumental. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's but that's a testament to our university administration. You know, everybody, the pandemic hit, we, we put our shoulder mm -hmm. in and yeah. found a path forward. So but yes, that has been absolutely instrumental. Mm -hmm. And people can come to the games, right? There's mm -hmm. no limit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, OK. And they can we don't limit how much they yell or scream. Or <laughs> oh, <laughs> cheer. That's good. That's no limits. No limit. <laughs> So you think you think uh, as far as for Lady Knights, you're going to make a run, uh, you know, in uh, in the first round of of, uh, of the tournament, right? I mean, well, right now, yeah, right now we've qualified for the PSAC tournament. Okay, and gotcha. so uh, um, we are, like I said, we're in the top three. Uh, those those other two that I mentioned, Seton Hill and Cal PA, and we'll see how these last two games play out. Obviously, we want to to be in control of our own destiny yeah. and uh, and see what happens. And so right now all I can think about is Slippery Rock on Saturday, and yes. that's all I need to be thinking yeah. about. And and then you, if you do win the, the West, you'll host? Yeah, if you well, if you get um, if you are in the top one or two, yeah. you get a bye in the first round, and then you get a host a quarterfinal. Okay. The final four this year, if you win the quarterfinal and you go to the final four, the, the in the PSAC we alternate back and forth east west east west okay. so the last time the women uh, hosted that was in when we won it in 20 uh, IUP hosted and because they were the number one seed gotcha. in the final four and then um, so then of course last year we didn't have a conference so we'll right. go back to the east this year so okay. with the if you know again whoever makes it to the final four is going to go to the top seed in the east to play that final four so you you'll be again you you need to you need to finish strong and slippery then you'll rock. be what you slippery rock slippery rock, slippery rock. Uh, the rock <laughs> tell, tell me tell me a little bit about your about your team who are the standout any seniors that are really uh, finishing well I th I think what's unique about this team Joel and what I really um, that's really on my heart is that we everybody that's on our team right now we only have two missing from the 1920 uh, PSAC championship team. That okay. was Chelsea Rourke and Haley Tavis. Everybody else that was on that team is still on the team. Wow. And then we have mm -hmm. some newbies. So, you know, last year when we went 13-1 and one and didn't make the national tournament, our team was, um, needless to say, stunned and heartbroken. And uh, and so, but and so they've been through two years of of toughness and, yeah. and heartbreak and and um, hard work and all that, it really blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, just everything you can think of. And so, um, I think they've came into this year uh, really looking to fight and yeah. really looking to get after it. And so we have some really, you know, our players from really from number one till the to number fifteen. We have fifteen on the team, and uh, they all just give it everything they got. Push back if you don't agree, but sometimes having a chip on your shoulder is mm -hmm. is is a is a usable mm -hmm. attitude. Oh, yeah. when, when 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 tenacity and grit mm -hmm. come to play, because mm -hmm. I'm thinking about I'm 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 actually getting emotional because I remember that conversation I had with you mm -hmm. over the phone where they came in and said we can't play the whole the whole NCAA is shutting down. Yeah. And it was just insane because mm -hmm. you were practicing for the game that day. That's right. That's right. I, I think, you know, what, and I, what I think is interesting, um, and it's a great, I think it's a great life lesson, 
is that sometimes you have to, in order to get that edge or to motivate you to go to the next time, sometimes you, get, sometimes you have to sit in that pain. Mm. Sometimes you have to be reminded of that pain. Sometimes you have to, in order to, to get yourself in a, in a situation where you're ready to fight. Yeah. You know, you're ready to compete every chance there is, you know, for every loose ball. You're ready to compete on every defensive possession, on every offensive possession. And, and, and that makes everything important. And so, you know, there's times when, you know, I, and I'll say it, we've said it a couple times this year. I just say, hey, think back to two years or one year ago. And, and most of the players on that team, they remember. 85% of them all remember that. And, um, and certainly, um, like I said, I think that's a, that you can't control what happened. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In life, you can't control the things that happen. Right. You, you can only control how you react to it. How you approach it, what your what your mindset is, and things like that, and so, I think that has been something that that has pushed us along, has helped us in in many games, even this year, and so um, you know we want to finish this out strong, uh, the regular season, and and go into the postseason with a, a frame of mind of of uh, going for it. I wanted to take a look at the Believe Inspire Transform campaign. It's a, it's a look into Gannon's next century, and right on the front of the website, we transform lives. There's that transform word again. Mm-hmm. We transform lives by creating an environment where extraordinary moments and everyday connections will inspire others to become their best selves. And and Lisa and Cleve, I mean, you're... you're, you're um, you know, working on this transformation and uh, these investments for your student athletes, 700 student athletes uh, under under the Gannon Athletics. And uh, let, let's talk about what else is going on right now. Uh, we've got 65 million raised. And uh, are there other projects that we're looking at uh, as, that will be investments into athletics from the campaign that you know of? Sure. I mean, we, we've invested about $2 million in pool renovations. Oh, that wow. pool that you were just speaking of. <laughs> that we uh, dreamed of back in the 80s. It <laughs> became a reality in the 90s, right? Yeah. So. yeah, and we've got some upgrades to McConnell Family Stadium as okay. well, so new turf. And, yeah, we're really excited. So I'm amazed that they can play football. What soccer, lacrosse, and baseball all in that, and, and softball, softball mm-hmm. all in that same footprint. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty good, cool design. If yeah. you ask me. The, yes. the coolest thing is when you have a recruit on and you're walking them through campus. Yeah. And so you show them the field and you say all of that and you say you see all the sports that play on there and you go. You should see when they all are on there at the same time. And the recruit looks at you like, are you crazy? And I go, I'm joking. I'm joking. Lisa, is lacrosse kind of a big thing these days? Is it coming up? Women's lacrosse, yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got a, a great coach who's building something special there. So really excited to see. When did they play? Is that a spring sport? Okay. I think they're actually outside today. I think they might have went outside to practice because there was no snow on the snow turf. No, okay. And we're hoping that stays that way <laughs> you're division two so you're able to give rides whether they're partial or full um and you have to kind of do the accounting for title nine right how does that work out is that an easy thing for gannon sure i think we're well i mean i think we're always cognizant of yeah. making sure that we're affording opportunities one thing that i've really appreciated about gannon is we've provided additional opportunities for women by 
you know, sponsoring um, acrobatics and tumbling, which is now an NCAA emerging sport. It oh, is phenomenal. Okay. It's a spring sport, so I invite you to come watch one of their meets. And that's uh, they, in the auditory. That's in the new Highmark, Highmark Event Center. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. They actually just recently beat Quinnipiac Division One. Nice. Yeah, and then um, we've added uh, women's wrestling as well which is one of the fastest female sports at the high school level. We're actually hosting um, the Northeast Regionals here in the um, Recreation and Wellness Center this Sunday. So we'll have you know, quite a few teams in and competing. And um, yeah, excited to see how our, our team does. They're, they're nationally ranked right now. So People need to realize, too, that when you add a sport, it's a significant investment. Mm -hmm. You know, you got coaching, you've got recruiting, and, and whatever scholarships that are coming to play anything that's on the horizon that you could talk about or not necessarily not at yet? this time i think okay. we're always you know um re reviewing and assessing okay. opportunities and you know i think that's one thing that the university has done very well overall is continually looking forward you know mm -hmm. assessing and continually improve current but then also looking forward so so yeah. interesting yeah again you think about when i was in school, there was no football team, and uh, so we had our homecoming. Our, it was called the Eight Ball, and it was with the soccer team. You know, and I don't know how it ever worked. I, I I never knew where the soccer team ever played. I think they played on you know on the stadium. I I don't have any idea. I think they did. It I was think like they did play at the a, stadium. A, I heard a big stadium. Okay, yeah, I think they did. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So anyway, hey, I want to pivot here. Uh, because uh, I, th I think uh, one of the things that you two can bring uh, to our conversation is just this, this value of building team, okay? And, and again, this is a transferable value that whether you're trying to build your family or uh, your youth group at church or your, your, your team at work, whether you're a foreman, owner, or maybe you just want to be a good follower, I think there's some things to think about. And so, Cleve, I want to start with, like, you know, your process of, bring, of onboarding someone. So this starts out with recruiting. So both of you have had to do extensive recruiting. I mean, it's miles on the road, funky hotels, and, you know, and, uh, you know, sitting on the sidelines, right, sitting, on, you know, sitting uh, just off the, the play to see who that who that spark that you're looking for so what are you looking for I, I mean that to me that's only a part of it um, okay that that's actually just the part that gets your attention um, uh, you know when when we bring recruits in I, I recruit on five C's okay first one is they have to be competent well that's what you're saying they have to be able to be a good basketball player they can have the other four C's that's great but if they don't have the first C they're all important they're not competent and can't play basketball I'm sorry you can't be on our team right it's that's it has to be required but so then, it, this is merit-based yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and so you so when I look at uh, that and I'll just I won't go through and explain them all like sure. I would a recruit because that could take 45 <laughs> minutes and we don't have that, but, but uh, and they're like looking yeah. at you yeah. shaking their I mean, heads literally right? Thank you, coach. Thank yeah. you, coach. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, yes, I understand, you know. coach. So, but competent is the first one. <laughs> Character, coachable, competitive, chemistry. Mm. Chemistry. That and, makes a lot of and sense. And I think, the, and I will, the, the, the one that I will touch base on um, is, the, is the chemistry part. And what I think is very interesting about chemistry is a lot of people think it has to do with personality. 
and it really has very little to do with personality. I think personality on a team actually makes the team interesting. The old, there's only one personality we don't want on the team, and that's a narcissistic personality. And I always quiz the kids, with, do you know what narcissistic means? And, and then I ask them, do you know anybody, have you ever known anybody like that? And if they struggle to, find, to know anybody, then I'm a little concerned that it might be them. So, but, so, we, so we try to stay away. So I try to explain to them what chemistry is, yeah. not personality, it's passions. Okay. It's having people on the team that have the same passions. Right. The same things are important to them because like you and I. How much do you want a heterogeneous versus a homogeneous? I mean, wouldn't you want that captain leader? And then you have that one that's, you know, I'm just here. You know, I just I want to I want to shoot, but I also want to pass. I mean, like think about that, that that selfless one, if you will. Do you want that combination? I think what happens, Joel, I think it's hard to find that combination. I've been doing this for a long time. Okay. And. I think every young person now wants to be a leader, or at least they think they want to be a leader. Right. So we talk on our team about how, what is leadership? It's John Maxwell, it's influence. Leadership is just simply influence. And so we try to teach all of our players that all of them have a bit of influence because of one thing or another. And I could, again, I could talk 30 minutes and we could talk about what those things are, but every every situation, every you know athletic department or you know, getting university leaders, a family, a church, a classroom, whatever, they all, you all have your own certain things. And so I think um, trying to, to help them understand that they have influence in, in leadership. But the passions that we're looking for is passionate about basketball and not just the X's and O's, but passionate about being a great teammate, you know, passionate about um, uh, wanting to, to serve their team, you know, the things that, that are important there, passionate about academics. And then the third one is being passionate about where you're at. Being somebody whose eyes are set towards, you know, if, if life deals me lemons, I'm going to make it lemonade. Mm. It's just a challenge. It's not an obstacle that's going to keep me from getting to go where I want to go. So I do think that in life, being passionate about where you're at uh, makes the, all the difference in the world. I, I, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, so it won't take very long at all. But some would say that uh, Odell Beckham Jr., was not passionate about being a Brown and found his passion uh, at the Rams. Is that kind of similar to what you're talking about? Where, or is it, or is he a narcissist? <laughs> I, I don't know if I should say anything in public radio about okay. that. So right. I'm going to keep right. my, uh, okay. my opinion but, to myself on that. Well, at least I'll weigh in on this because, uh, I mean, on, honestly, well, not on Oda, not on Oda. I'm sorry. Uh, that was unfair. Uh, no, but I, I, it's interesting to hear um, that everyone has influence, that everyone has an ability to, you know, I mean, that really does bring team together. I mean, is – you know, is is we can all be leaders. We can all have influence, uh, even as we, um, you know, kind of play to our best and play to our roles mm -hmm. in in the system. Sure, it's every everyone can lead, and it's important to lead where you are. Mm -hmm. You know, and be in that supportive role of everyone else as well. You know, and sharing your gifts, understanding what your gifts are, sharing your gifts with others. Um, we talk about that a lot. It's, it's, we really focus on the building blocks. You know, we talk about excellence, but we focus on doing all those little things correctly and supporting each other and coming to, together. And once again, the mindset, you know, 
they're not challenges, they're opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, how do we move forward together? And that takes that takes a collective, to mm -hmm. Cleve's point. It takes a collective, and it takes everyone leading where they're at to be able to do that um, and recognize that's a responsibility as well, because it is. Um, so. I think I want to add here because I just think it's – when you're talking about building team, and that's the topic, um, something we do within our team, and I think Lisa does within our athletic department, is you have to uh, have a, an environment. I don't think you can have a culture without creating an environment first, okay? Mm -hmm. And that environment has to be one of ownership. Once you have, if you're creating an environment of ownership, then you're going to get the best out of that because they feel like it, 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 is, it is them. You know, by giving them input, Lisa, Lisa does a great job with the athletic department and giving us input. I want to do that with my team. I want to have uh, representation for my team. I'm not just sitting on an island trying to make all the decisions. Um, I have young people. We have young people on all of our teams mm -hmm. at Gannon um, who um, want to give it their best. Yeah. And so if they know that they're being heard and they know mm -hmm. they have a voice, I just think a player-led, player-motivated team is almost always going to overachieve. A coach-led, coach-motivated team is almost always going to underachieve, and I want to try to stay away from that as far as I can. There's the quote of the sh of the show right there. Um, but I'm I'm I have I'm going to have listeners shouting at the radio saying, "But wait a second, this generation is different. This generation doesn't want to have ownership. This generation only wants to do." the 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 minimum i i had that conversation today of someone saying you know what they just want to do the minimum again it's a super horrible broad stroke uh indictment obviously as a professional coach you're getting more out of your student athlete. here's my opinion on that here's exactly the way i would answer it young people nowadays don't like to make mistakes I deal with more perfectionism now than I did 20 years ago. Kids wanting to do everything perfect, everything's got to be absolutely right, 100%. If it's not, then it, sometimes it's the end of the world. And so what happens is when you're a perfectionist, okay, and you want things to go right, and you're not absolutely sure it's going to go right, you avoid it. You just don't do it. I'm going to stay away from it because I don't want to make a mistake. So to me as a coach or as an athletic director or as a professor – Let's let's have our young people understand it's okay to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's okay to make a mistake. Stick your neck out. I, this is a ridiculous quote because I say ridiculous things sometimes. But like I'll tell our kids, stick your neck out you, and get your head chopped off. It'll grow back. Don't worry about it. It's okay. But if you don't make, you can only. How are you going to learn? You're playing small when you're not willing to make a mistake. If you're not failing, then you're not trying. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we, we go from recruitment. They're here on campus. We uh, do, do you ever get it, get it wrong where it's, like, you know, it's obviously somebody that just is not working out. That's, that's painful for a lot of employers, a lot of people that they will let uh, a problem fester until the whole team is messed up. You probably see that in your work. Not, not that, that that happens to you, but I'm, I'm sure you've seen um, uh, toxic cultures at other teams. I, I think what happens, Lisa, you jump in any time. Um, 
But for me, what I try to do and when I'm recruiting somebody is I want to be 100% honest with them. And I tell them straight from the get-go, you know, uh, I, the hard things. And I say, because I don't want you to come in here and you're here for a month or two months and, and you go, wait a minute, you, you tricked me. You know, wow. one of the things I say to recruits as soon as they get out of the car and we're talking and to be a few minutes greeting or whatever. And I'll say, hey, just so you know, please be yourself today. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be something you think I want you to be. I'm going to be myself. And I said, I said, hey, if you don't like me, that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> that's OK. It just means this isn't the right place for you. Yeah. But don't try to trick. Don't try to be something because young people can feel that pressure right. that they want to try to impress. And they want to try to be something that I want them to be. And I'm like, no, don't don't worry about that. And, you know, and, you know, sometimes and, and I, I do say this. One of the things I say well into the visit is, hey, just so you know, I'm going to recruit over you as soon as you say yes. Mm-hmm. And any coach who doesn't tell you that is lying to you by not telling you that or telling you that they won't because every coach is going to do that. And if you're the kind of player that we want to have here, you want me to go try to find somebody better. But you understand, and I make sure they understand, if you're here and you do the things we're asking and you work really hard and you understand the situation, you'll make it next to impossible to recruit over you. Wow. Yeah. You know, and if you – and I do so I say – if. And I say this to several people, if, if you, you're setting yourself up if you are pretending because you're going to be miserable here and you're probably going to be gone in a year. Talk about resilience, Lisa. I mean, when you're in the thick of, of uh, again, not every season is 21 and 3, you know. Uh, there are seasons that are 3 and 21. How do you get performance? Again, I'm thinking about all those owners that are saying, you know what, we're, we're out in the cold with our car hearts. We're cold to the bone, but we still have to do this construction project. How do I keep my team motivated? Sure. I think, you know, support is key. And to, you know, Cleve's point, growth lies when there's challenges, you know, and it's all about your mindset. And, you know, what, what do you learn from those challenges and how do you create opportunities with it? And, you know, I think part of what has really helped with our resilience, especially I, I reflect back, you know, on the pandemic, you know, like last year, you know, the one thing that I knew and it just re, you know, reconfirmed, I guess, um, was how strong our team is. Because usually under pressure, if you don't have a solid foundation from what you're building, under pressure, the cracks are going to begin to show. And they're going to become a little bit wider. Whereas I think our our team became more fortified. Mm -hmm. You know, we trusted each other. We believed in each other. We knew that we were going to, if we were going to do anything, we're going to get through it together. And um, and we accomplished that, you know, and I couldn't be more proud because it's just a testament to, you know, the awesome people that we have. And it's every, I mean, it's every individual within our department and across the university. That was a total team effort as well. You know, we came together and once again, you know, there's a problem or a challenge of, okay, let's figure out how we're going to continue to move forward, keep the momentum and, and grow and just, as I said, continue to move forward. The uh, let's flip it on the other side again. uh, You talked about we just got to we got to win Slippy Rock on Saturday. Talk about the the importance of short term wins in building momentum in building a winning team. Again, you don't just become a winning coach 
through sure will. It's all this, it's all this effort. It's all this building of a, of a culture. Um, but you, how do you keep the, you know, how do you keep that focus? How do you keep performance at peak level, especially in the, gr- in, in the grind of the middle of the season? I mean, they've got finals going on. I mean, they got right. a lot of things going on. They got boyfriends that are messing with them and, <laughs> right? Is this? Oh, yeah, no. There's there's lots of distractions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's how I refer to boyfriends distractions. But anyway, there you go. Um, I'm your boyfriend. But, but uh, you know, the one thing that I, it, as I, what we try in our program, how we try to keep their focus, and and I think if you're going to be a championship program, a championship culture, you have to focus on two R's, okay, and you got to give them. You got to stress them to the highest level, but you have to. But the one has to come before the other. But okay. you still stress them at a high level. First R is a relationship. You got to have a relationship with your players. You got a relationship with your employees. You have to have a relationship, and that has to come first and stressed at a high level. But then results also have to be stressed at a high level. So how do you how do you do the metrics? How do you on the results side of things? Mm-hmm. Like what are you what are you pointing to? Are you having that uh, that fe- that that woman athlete say, okay, you had four points this this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. What would it take to go to six or to eight? Right. I mean, is it that kind of? I, I I'm, 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 I'm too basic. I'm not an analytical. Okay. I look, at, I look at the stats and I go, what? She had twenty points. I don't remember that at all. I don't. I don't. There, when I'm when I'm coaching a game and I'm watching our kids, to me the most important thing is how we are working together. Are we meshing together? I could care less about. So that's the metric that you're watching. It, it's it's how yeah it's to me the greatest compliment you can any one of our players can get is that they are a great teammate. So during a game that's meshing within the game and being. A part, you know, like some kids get all built up, like, you know, I'm not scoring, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm going, let the game come to you. Just mesh in. Just Mm -hmm. mesh in, be a part of us. If the game presents shots to you, take the shots. If the game presents a drive to you, whatever the game presents to you, be ready to take advantage of that. That's very organic, very zen. (laughs) I mean, you know. It's the way I feel about it. Yeah, it's just, wow. I have to ask you before I run out of time. Many, ch- uh, many children as they're coming up to become student athletes come from really tough situations, right? Um, it, because you recruit nationwide. Um, how, how I, when we talk about social determinants of health, uh, you know, lack of housing, lack of food, lack of, um, uh, you know, security, and so on. How how do you take that 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 person? that may be coming from a, a tough background into a, a championship player. Mm-hmm. Because by doing our, by doing what my job is, my job okay. is to love my players, okay. no matter how that looks. And then my job is to help them to love their teammates and not have them eyes on themselves and on their teammates. And if I, if we can do both those things, okay. And it doesn't come easy. Yeah. Cause they, because Honestly, goodness, half the time my kids look at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right? But the emphasis is there. The emphasis is there all the time. You know, as, as I think of our 2009-10 team that just got in the Hall of Fame and we got introduced on the floor, that team remembered that we held hands and walked the floor many times during the year as a symbol of together. 
yeah. a symbol of loving each other. And I didn't even, it didn't hit me when I walked out there. When I walked out to get in the line, they go, Coach, grab a hand. Great. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it was just great that they remembered that. But I think when you, when you, when somebody feels, no matter what their background is, when, when somebody feels that they're being cared for, genuinely cared for, okay, it releases something in them that they can be their true selves. And then when you encourage them to not look at themselves and to look at others, like when I think, like I said this in the speech uh, this uh, for the 2009-10, when I go to Gannon Weddings, I think the record is 18 players and coaches, 18 or 19 That's players amazing. and coaches. Those, that bride did not come in with that many in her class. So what happened? Well, here's what happened. She came in as a freshman, and the seniors, juniors, and sophomores loved her. Yeah. And she loved the people she was with because they were going through the same thing. And then as she got older, <laughs> sophomore, the, the seniors and juniors loved her, and she loved the freshmen. And so when you go and you have 18 at a wedding, it's, it's – I think even at that wedding, we had alumni who didn't even play with the player, but got to know the player as an alumni. Because when you're, for me, when I say when you join our program, you're gonna. I'm when I ask you, when I give you, ask you first, when I offer you a scholarship, it's like I'm asking you to marry our program. Wow, I'm asking you to marry our program for four or five years, and then you're, but you're still gonna be a part of us for the rest of your life. That's incredible. So. I have to leave it there. I have so much more to ask, but for another time. Cleve Wright, Lisa Goddard McQuirk, thank you guys so much. It was an inspired interview, if you ask me. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.